Hey guys, welcome to the Cruciform Life. This is a discussion-based podcast where there's three guys talking about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life. That if you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of his word and his son. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cruciform Life. Today we're going to be on the topic of community and we have a special treat for you guys tonight. We actually have uh, one of our good friends, uh, Joe, who's going to be joining us as our first special guest. The and first. I really can't think of anyone else you know, um, better to have as our first guest. He's been a huge impact on all of us. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, um, with uh, myself, I, just speaking for myself, I just want to preface it by saying, like, the first time I met Joe, um, you could just tell of his authenticity and his desire to actually want to get to know you. I think um, that really comes through with him. He's been leader of our men's ministry at our church for quite some time now, and just his desire to get to know every man that walks through the door, yeah. I think, is, 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 so, sure. is so evident, you know, in the way, um, you know, that, that he lives. Um, you know, kind of convicting the way that he goes out of the way to say hi to yeah. people because I'm a bit of an introvert. He's a guy that you know. has his own business, uh, has four kids, a wife, and finds time to constantly pour into men and has such a desire to see, you know, community grow in our church. And yeah. um, I just can't reiterate enough, you know, the impact that he's had on us, us three specifically, and, and just our church as a whole. Um so yeah, thank you, Joe, for being here. Wow, that's quite the uh, quite the intro, Pat. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I can't think of uh, um, a better way to spend my time uh, than to be in a conversation with you guys about stuff stuff that's so near and dear to our hearts. So that's it's a, a pleasure to be here with you, you guys. You can think of a bunch of better ways to spend your time. You know, I gotta be <laughs> I gotta be honest with you guys. Um, this is one of the great joys of my life. To be honest with you, oh. is to be in you know in conversations and community with people who love the lord it's 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 i'm not kidding it yeah. is a great joy of my life Absolutely. that i can't imagine my life without so wow. that means a lot joe we really do appreciate yeah. you for sure i believe you <laughs> but my tommy gun don't <laughs> yeah, i know i know sorry i had to but no joe we wanted to we wanted to bring in we wanted to get some thoughts that you have and um you know, on, on a couple topics and, you know, the first one really is biblical community, as Pat said, just from a, from a whole, from a wide spectrum. We've talked a little bit about friendship and what that looks like the last couple episodes. And we kind of wanted to zoom out a little bit. And basically I, I'm going to start this off and Pat's looking at me like he wants to punch me because we, we had it set up for him to, for him to do some of this, no but, problem, but, uh, what is basically what is biblical community to you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think, you know, this answer could hold true for so many of the questions that you're going to answer or excuse me, that you're going to ask. Um, Jesus emulated this question perfectly in his lifetime. Um, if we think about the life of Christ, um, he was accused by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes for for dining and spending his time with with sinners, 
Um, and in so many ways, to me, he is the perfect example of what biblical, biblical community should be. Um, and to put it in, in, in terms that so many people I'm sure have read before, but haven't necessarily digested in this, in this light, is everyone has talked about, you know, we want to be an Acts 2 church. What's an Acts 2 church? And I'm sure you guys have said that yeah. and you've heard that. Um, but let me just read this passage quickly to you. Um, and, and I think it will help put a little perspective on what that actually means and what it means to me. Um, Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 42. Um, I'm reading out of the ESV version. It, and the title of this is called The Fellowship of Believers. Right. How, how on point for what we're talking about. Yeah. And it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions. Listen to this. This, this is radical. Mm -hmm. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. Here we go, right? At the end it says, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Yeah, so, so I read this passage and I think to myself, it is so anti-culture today Yeah. to look at this passage and be like, wait, they did what? They, they sold their possessions and gave it to people who need it. Yeah. yeah. It's con it's convicting. Yep. Um, it's eye-opening. Um, and, and to me, it is the basis of, to me, what biblical community should ultimately look like. Um, and listen, guys, there are people within uh, the body of believers who are very easy to love. And there are people within the body of believers who are not easy to love. Yeah, so I, I believe as part of my sanctification process, <laughs> I'm really only as mature as, as, as related to how much I love that hardest person is to love. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's so good, Joe. That's good. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's convenient. So, yeah. You know, it reminds me of that, that verse that, you know, what you do to the least of these. Yeah. You know. That that's that's very convicting. Yeah, because we, for sure. we live and in a very me-centered culture. You know. Yeah, and, and you know, guys, I think that that's unfortunately what I believe is that is innate or in all of us. Yeah. Um, our need to kind of uh, be self-righteous or self-fulfilling or selfish. Yeah. I mean. For those listeners, and I know for you guys that have children, it doesn't take long to realize that a child or a human being is born selfish. <laughs> it really doesn't take long. Um, and, you know, I mean, before they're saying many other words, you know, they look you in the face when you ask them to do something and they say no. Yep. Yeah. They say they look at that's one of the first words they, they learn. And, yep. and so it doesn't take long to realize that that selfishness um, is, is rooted deep inside there and, 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 and you know, comes out. <laughs> in my life at least too often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, looking into trying not to be selfish, you never realize how selfish you are until you try not to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and, or you know what else is really convicting, uh, at least for me, and I know probably you guys, and I've said this before, is 
when you see that, like I was just saying, like when you see the sin maybe that you struggle with of selfishness manifest itself in your children. Yeah. And when you, when you see your kids, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Is that what I look like? Yeah. Is that how I act? Is this like this gracious God who loves me so, do I really lay on the floor and kick and scream like that? Oh, man. <laughs> in the supermarket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know so, what I mean? The, the, so I was talking about this selfishness, and it, it kind of leads me into my next question is like during the times that we're in now with the, 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 the pandemic that we have with COVID, um, how do you feel that community has really been impacted um, through the church? Well, this is one that's near and dear to my heart, guys. Um, I got to be honest with you. I've spent a tremendous amount of time praying and, and speaking to pastoral leadership um, about how to keep people engaged um, through this un, you know, unprecedented season. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that there's there's people always and, and and when I say people I'm including myself, we always have excuses as to why um, maybe Sunday morning is inconvenient or yeah. Saturday night's inconvenient or or the kids have this or we're just we just need to sleep in this week or whatever I yeah. want to wear my pajamas and watch service, um, but now now I mean we literally have a legitimate reason. Uh, many, many people have a legitimate reason not to physically be there in person. If they're in the, if they're in the kind of um, more vulnerable population, uh, yeah. if they're spending, if they work in a hospital, there's all sorts of reasons, and those are legitimate, right? They're legitimate reasons. But the truth is, the community of the church is not bound by the four walls of the church, right? So, yeah, right. And so, I think we look at this as if we walk in the front door, we're going to do church. We're going to you know, be with the people we're in there, and we walk out, and we go back to our merry lives. To me, COVID has exposed that and blown that out of the water. And the reason it's blown it out of the water is because the church has to have become more than just a building. Right. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It has to have become community on a regular basis. And people have to take the initiative. That's yeah. the thing. Right? You know, I've said this a million times. But you can't want something for someone more than they want it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, right? so you can call people and you can check on them. And as a church, we should do that. We absolutely do do that. But at the end of the day, it's very, very, very easy in this season to isolate yeah. and to justify and to justify it. Yeah. You know, listen, guys, it's not healthy um, to go through this walk by, by yourself. Yeah. And so um, – there's a, it's a huge challenge having a global pandemic, but guess what? Not a good, not a good excuse in my book. Just not a good enough excuse not to be in community with people yeah. because of technology, because of the opportunity to speak with people on the phone or gather together outside or get, get together over zoom or whatever, whatever people are doing, there's enough things to stay connected with people. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of great excuses out there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really requires um, effort. Yeah. Like you, you said, know? Joey, I think it, the pandemic exposes it. It, it exposes it does. to what's underneath and what your heart is. And if you're if you're going to find an excuse regardless if, if that is your desire to not see community or to not want to be around, you know, other believers, you will find that excuse. Of course you will. You know, I mean, dealing with men's ministry for so many years, 
um, you guys have known, like, there's plenty of excuses as to why someone doesn't come to a Bible study or why they can't come to an annual event or a bonfire or whatever we do, a Bible study. There's plenty of excuses. Um, but this one has more weight. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to look at someone and say, oh, you're not, you're, that's not a big deal. You can't say that to someone. Yeah. Right, because you don't know their individual situation, you don't know if they're taking care of sick loved ones, you have no idea. Yeah, right. right? So, whereas if someone tells me the dog ate their homework and that's why they didn't come to, to, to Bible study, I'm gonna probably call them out on it, you know. Um, and, and sometimes you know, people need that, but in this season, it's just a perfect storm, yeah. um, that allows for this. And it, to be honest with you guys, um, I'm sad about it. I'm really, really sad about it. Yeah. And I think to myself, who are we not going to see when things kind of settle down and get back to, you know, whatever normal means, but more normal. Yeah. Um, and, and who is just going to be totally detached? And it literally breaks my heart. Yeah. And I think about it and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's not going to be this person. And I'll pick up the phone and call him. And I'm like, it's not going to be that person. And I'll send yeah. him a text message. And, and, but that requires, everyone to think that way yeah you know you know and you said it you 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 can't this is the struggle you can't want something more for someone than they want it for themselves but i i'm just encouraged based off of some things that we've seen and you know i don't you know i i don't want to blow up because i know he might be listening but and i don't want to blow up his spot but i mean there just this morning we have we have bible study and we've got a kid who just moves to the area you know, has and no family here, no, knows no one, been to the church like twice, comes to the Bible study with a whole bunch of dudes. He has no idea who they are. And, you know, basically just opens up and, and finds community, finds finds what he might have been seeking. And, you know, I mean, our prayer, obviously, hopefully he still keeps coming and we haven't <laughs> scared him away, you know. But, I mean, I think that, that I think you can't just rely on hoping that people all do that because as you said, Joe, there's a a lot of excuses out there. And unfortunately COVID has made it. So those, you know, the little ones that, you know, the dog ate your homework, like it, unfortunately it's, it's a little bit harder to call things out now. Yeah. You know, and that's and, the problem. I mean, you want to have compassion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there are legitimate reasons why people wouldn't be gathering in a in a large gathering. So yep. you you have to have compassion on that. But my the point that I would make on that though is if those are legitimate reasons, those people are connected. Yeah. Right. I can assure you, um, for the most part, those people are not floating out there on their own. Right. You know, yeah. those people are staying connected. They're staying in touch. I've talked to a number of them. I know their individual situations where they're getting together maybe with one other family to yeah. do services together, or maybe do a Bible study together, or they're getting together over Zoom, or they're taking a class or something yeah. that they're engaging with other believers. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, like Pat said a little while ago, um, this is just a way that some of that gets exposed. Um you know, because, you know, culturally, you can walk in, you know, many, many churches, put a smile on your face for an hour, hour and a half, um, and tell everyone the world, tell everyone in the world, everything's great, and then walk out, and it's done. You yeah. move on with your life. Yeah. Joe, you know, what do you I say mean, to, I don't, what do you say to the, you know, I guess the church at large, 
that is saying and using the excuse of COVID to basically say we have to base we have to reinvent church. And I know we've said you know church has to go beyond the four walls, but using it yeah. as an excuse to like really, you know, almost they're they're not pushing to come back in person. Right. Do you feel right. do you feel like that matters? Well, I think that's tremendously dangerous. Um, and I think the reason it's dangerous is we are called to be to gather together. Yeah, we are called to specifically gather together. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm thankful that through a pandemic, there is technology that allows people to stay connected. I do not believe that it wears well long term. Yeah. Um, and I say that because um it's just not biblical community to be looking at a cell phone or a computer screen yeah. and not hugging somebody. Yeah. Not not telling not not tearing up while you're praying with them and laying hands up. Yeah. Right? That's that's what community, biblical community looks like. You have to be with other people physically yeah. and you have to care for them. It's really hard to care for people all the time virtually. It's really hard. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I think there's a lot of people that have done the best they can. But let's call a spade a spade. We're supposed to be meeting in person. Yeah. 100% supposed to be meeting in person as a body of believers. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't think that this is... Uh, healthy for a long-term solution. I know why churches have done it. Um, I'm glad to see many of them kind of fighting the system to be able to meet in person. Yeah. Um, uh, because even if people aren't able to come, when they're ready, they know they can. Right? Yeah. It's really, really important for people to be able to walk in. Do you know how many people are engaging with new churches for the first time through this because the church is open. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, but it's true, you know? So 100%, I think it's, I think it's 100% imperative that churches are meeting in person, um, understanding that, you know, where we are uh, as a society, as a nation, as a world right now um, makes that a challenge. But at some point that has to end. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's because, you know, I, I just I'll share with with my my own situation with my my family. So we have made the situation that we are going to be in church. Um, we have lots of reasons why maybe it doesn't make sense to be in church. But I basically have made the decision for my for us um, that it's where we should be. Yeah. OK, I weighed I've weighed the odds, as they say. Um, which really wasn't that hard to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it, I made the decision that that's where we should be. Now, that was a decision that I made with my wife, um, and we felt that was best for our family. So, but again, I would have plenty of excuses, like everybody else, legitimate reasons why maybe we wouldn't. So, so you know. Joe, we, we know how important biblical community obviously is. My question to you is, as men specifically, when we find that community, how do we stay consistent in that? How do we stay in community with each other, practically speaking? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question, Pat. I mean, so many people are um, kind of uh, taste-testing biblical <laughs> community is kind of the best way that I could describe it. They kind of tiptoe in the water and 
and you know they don't really um, allow themselves to become fully committed. And, you know, I think the truth is, like we've said so many times, um, in order to do life with people, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, and you have to be willing to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so true. You know, I mean, there I've learned so much from so many people uh, in my walk that that um, you know. I, I don't know how I would do that without being in biblical community. So as men, to, to, to address the question specifically, Pat, um, we all know that we're called to be leaders of our home. Yeah. Uh, I think that sometimes we we maybe look at that um, not on a holistic level. Um, you know, we, we leaders as men means that we're going to lead our family to be in biblical community as well. Yeah. Right. Yes, it means I'm going to teach my wife and teach my children the Bible. Yes, it means that. Yes, it means that I'm going to rally the troops in the morning when, you know, when the teenagers don't want to get out of bed, right, <laughs> on Sunday morning. Yes, it means that. Um, but it also means that we are going to engage on a regular basis with believers. Okay. Um, We're going to walk through hard times with them. We're going to be, we're going to enjoy and be joyful and joyful times with them. We're going to support them and love them um, in ways that, you know, don't make sense to the world. So as men, honestly, um, it's being, it's being consistent. Um, It's being available uh, yeah. It's showing the example to the little eyes and ears that kind of watch you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and ultimately, guys, um, it requires, you know, the 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 desire, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if if and and I know I've talked about this with you guys before, but if 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 Jesus is who He says He is, well, then, shoot, why wouldn't I want to be with other believers? Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't I want to spend my time with people who can share truth in my life? Yeah. You know, so I I hope that answers the question, Pat. Um, I think that uh, it's a little, um, it's a little too easy uh, to avoid being involved these days. Yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, you know, which is why, you know, in, in Pat's very generous and humbling uh, introduction, it's one of the things that I'm passionate about within the church is that people feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that if they don't, they're going to either f- kind of float, skate by, mm-hmm. be, be fringe involved. Yeah. Um, or not stay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and to right. me, there's nothing more heartbreaking um, you know, than to see someone whose walk with the Lord is derailed yeah. um, because of, you know, what I consider to be normal biblical community engagement with people that are kind of walking in, in the doors of, of the building, you know? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, you were saying that if Jesus truly is who he says he is, we should want to be there. And, you know, we should want to give our our time, our, you know, our family's time. We should want to make that a priority. And I, I, I love what our pastor said a while back. 
I go back to it a lot. But he said how when the heart is converted, the purse is inverted. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's not just about money. Yeah. It, no. it's, it's literally, it's everything about your life. When you come to that understanding of who God is, why we needed a savior, why, why, you know, why I needed a savior more than anybody. And you, you understand that. I mean, how could you not want to be in community? I'm just saying like after this morning, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm like, why do we have to wait two more weeks for that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I always feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just for the bagels. <laughs> no, the bagels are great. Or but bagels, I, would, I will tell you says. this. I, I, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a Western New York thing. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I will, I will tell you this. Okay. Um, I think that especially specifically as men leading families, I'm going to use my, my own kind of scenario as an example. We have done uh, men's events in the mornings, early mornings. Okay. Maybe, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock. Um, and I will tell you, you know, I have, you know, my children, I have young, I have three young boys. Um, the truth is guys, they wake up at six o'clock in the morning to come with me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Awesome. I can't get my teenager out of bed for school. I can't get them out of bed on a Saturday morning otherwise, <laughs> yeah. but like they go to bed the night before saying, dad, can we come with you? Yeah. And, and dad, can we help make the breakfast? Yeah. And can we be involved in that? And I got to tell you, I mean, Sure. Am I proud when my kid makes a jump shot? Yes, I'm proud. But am I really proud when my my child looks me in the eyes and says, "Dad, can I come with you to Bible study in the yeah. morning?" Come yeah. on, so guys. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing better than that. Can you beat that? No. And I, you know, so to me, um, it's not a sacrifice um, when it, it it comes with so much joy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it starts out as like people like, oh, okay, I gotta, I probably should do this, I pro but I don't, I just don't feel that way. Yeah, I feel like I get a chance to go study the Word of God with other men, engage, have great fellowship, have great conversation, and have fun. Yeah, for sure. You know, and to me, that's just I, I can't think of many things in my life that I would really, honestly, rather do. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I, I'm sure that I can speak for the guys on that on, or on this. You know, I think that I don't want to wish my child, my, my children's childhood away. But I think mm -hmm. back to that Bible study that we had at the end of the summer at Pat's house. And, you know, your oldest is sitting there on the deck with us. And, you know, you know that maybe he's watching something on YouTube. Maybe he's doing whatever he's doing on his phone. But you know he's listening. You know, yeah. he's listening to dad. What is my dad saying? What are, yeah. what are his buddies talking about? And you know, it's, it's getting in there and it's shaping his, not yeah. just his heart, but his worldview too, yeah, totally. you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I really can't wait. It's, um, it starts now. Yeah. You know, when they see that something is so important to dad, I mean, especially with boys, I mean, they, they kind of look at you and they want to, they want to be with you they want to do what you do and so the yeah. biblical community within the within your own home starts even at these young young ages yeah you know where they look at you and and you know for better or for worse everything you do they want to do yeah 
you know, and sometimes that's wholly convicting and sometimes it's wholly joyful, yeah. you know? Um, but in that, but in that case, like it is a joy. It is a one of the greatest joys. Like I could even express to you guys when you see um, your children uh, want to be a part of that community yeah, um, and look forward to being with other, you know, young believers um, it's just a, it's in, and, and look up to so many people that, you know, their dad or mom are friends with, you know, within the church. It's just, it's awesome. So, yeah, thanks, Joe. Thank you for the time. Um, oh, we really appreciate you taking the time out again to, to speak with us and, and to just pour into our listeners. You know, uh, um, it really is, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it is a true treat to, to hear from you and, you know, just, I'm excited for like others. We we get to hear from you all the time, but I'm yeah. so excited for others to get That's to hear. So good. You know what, what what you're all about, and 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 you know to just to see your heart. You know, um. So again, man, just thank you, thank you for the time, and uh, see. You thank in the you next for being episode. a blessing to us. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys. So appreciate you guys and and your ministry and your work so much. Uh, you know, just uh, wanted to close it by saying, um, you know, what a joy it is for me to see you guys as you grow uh, in each of your walks and each of your families grow and to see how you're kind of navigating that. And, and um, to know to know that um, you guys are seeking God and his will with your family, knowing the ups and downs you've each been through. It is it is really joyful to to be a part of and to enjoy. So I just wanted to tell you guys and really proud of the work that you guys do and, and the families and the way you're leading your families. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. And that may or may not be a little tease for what might be coming up on the next <laughs> episode, but we'll leave that there. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you back here again next Monday as we drop our next episode. Make sure to check us out on our social media platforms and hit that subscribe button.